This is Tyson Bell, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson. Courier, Kylie O'Miller showing off those shifty skills. Driver driving hard down the alley, and he scores. What a goal from Josh Bird. Kayla Trainer slips and scores. You're kidding me. By Dylan Ward. Gets topside, Rambo scores. Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk. Your go-to podcast for interviews with professional players, coaches, and executives, as well as the latest news and analysis from all three professional lacrosse leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Adam Moore and Hutton Jackson. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. What's up, Pro Lacrosse fans? Welcome back to another edition of Pro Lacrosse Talk and the first of season four. I'm your host, Hutton Jackson, and here with my co-host, Adam Moore. As always, we're excited for this NLL season coming up, and we welcome you all who are listening, and particularly those who are actually watching on Spotify, as this is our first episode to debut on Spotify. They are now uh, rolling out video podcasting, um, and it's still a feature that's being beta tested, and we're happy to be one of those that are testing it. Um, so we're happy to have all our episodes going forward are going to be video component on Spotify as well. Um, and we're working on getting all our past episodes up on Spotify of season three in video format as well. But really excited to get into it um, today, especially talk about this NLL season. We have a great interview with Tyson Bell. Um, but first, Adam, let me just ask, like, what are you most excited about this upcoming NLL season? Man. I don't know if it's one specific thing, but just out of the guys back on the floor, finally, I feel like it's been absolutely forever since we've been able to see these guys. There's been so many changes, whether it's teams in new cities, players on new squads, like things are going to be so different than when we remember. Uh, and, you know, we'll be able to see it all because of this uh, NLL. Uh, we'll be able to see all of this because of the deal that the NLL struck with ESPN and TSN. So Get ready, fans. We didn't have NLL for for a while, but we're going to get a lot of it really quickly. Yeah, we're really excited about this ESPN partnership. Um, I think it's great for the sport. Um, and it sounds like, you know, PLL might be joining the fold in ESPN as well. So you might be able to watch lacrosse year round, both college and pro on ESPN, ESPN plus. Uh, but we're going to get into that a little bit. We do want to thank Fanatics, too, which is our affiliate partner uh, for presenting this episode. Uh, you guys can get all your NLL gear if you have, you know, maybe put some away and you're looking to get some new uh, gear for this upcoming NLL season. You can check out our, our link, prolacrosstalk.com forward slash NLL shop for US customers uh, or prolacrosstalk.com forward slash NLL shop dash CA for Canadian fans. And you can get all your gear on the official NLL shop.com uh, as well as if you want to get other Fanatics gear from another website, uh, another league, you can go to prolacrosstalk.com forward slash Fanatics 
um, and still support us that way. So using that link will help us support us. Uh, we get a little bit of a kickback if you use that link. So we appreciate you guys buying your NLL gear from the official NLL shop. Um, but yeah, let's get into this ESPN deal. It was announced uh, earlier this month. Super exciting. Um, it sounded like that's kind of where things were going to go, um, but we still weren't sure. They had ended their deal with BR Live, um, which was you know sufficient, but there's really not as much on BR Live. And I think the biggest thing that I've seen from a lot of people is they're excited because a lot of them already have ESPN Plus, whether it's bundled in with Disney Plus or have purchased it um, separately. I think even you can get it bundled with Hulu as well. You can get all three. So a lot of people already have ESPN Plus, um, which is huge. And then on the flip side, TSN as well, uh, for a lot of Canadian viewers. So that I think is, is huge because you already have a built-in audience that doesn't have to, you know, put up that much more money. And even if you are having to, you know, purchase ESPN plus, it's really that not that much. I think it's four 99 per month, um, you know, us. So it's, it's pretty cheap, um, which BR live, I think was closer to nine 99. So definitely cheaper price point. And, you know, I, I think the, the coolest thing is if you're a hockey fan, now that hockey is on ESPN, um, and obviously it's been on TSN. There's that crossover. So you can actually watch, you know, hockey and lacrosse all year round, um, which is really, really exciting um, as well as, you know, tons of other sports on ESPN as well. But I think that's the, the biggest, you know, thing to come out of this deal with ESPN plus, but uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts that, you know, on the fact that they they've chosen ESPN plus as their uh, um, TV provider going forward. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for mainly to hopefully grow the audience outside of the lacrosse community too, right? I think a lot of people have ESPN Plus, whether it's for the NHL, like you said, whether it's for Major League Soccer, you know, Commissioner Sakevich uh, came from the MLS and uh, a lot of the things he's been doing in terms of helping grow uh, the NLL is is per- fairly similar. And he's talked about uh, the, the comparisons between the two leagues and the exponential growth opportunity. So um, hopefully, you know, when there's a Wings game or a Bandits game on, right, uh, someone's just uh, flipping through ESPN+. Plus. The NLL is going to be at the top of the feed when those live games are happening. So who knows, you know, you could get a couple fans here and there every week to tune in and get really interested in a sport. Maybe they haven't uh, had in front of them because they didn't have BR live because they weren't um, on the, uh, at the linear option. So really excited to hopefully grow the sport, not just uh, for our purposes, selfishly to be able to watch almost every game this coming season, potentially, but uh, to grow uh, not only the league, but the sport as a whole. Yeah, no, and you know, for TSN, we'll be getting a TSN game of the week for Canadian yep. fans, which is great. That's going to add a lot of more attic exposure um, and make it easy, you know, for Canadian fans. And then we'll get 10 games on ESPN Linear um, as well, whether that's going to be ESPN, ESPN2, or, uh, you know, another form of ESPN. We don't know, and we don't know the schedule just yet. They just yep. released the TSN schedule, but, you know, you're going to get 10 NLL games on TV, which is great as well. Um, you know, and potentially maybe more, um, we'll definitely uh, be monitoring that, but yeah, I think that's really exciting. And I think it's going to attract a new fan base. Um, and the other side of things that I think is going to attract new fans that are, we're still kind of waiting on, but hoping to see is, uh, betting, um, cool bet Canada has just offered odds. So Canadians, you guys have the ability to now bet on lacrosse, um, on the NLL, which I think is great. Us in the States are still waiting. Um, it sounds like, you know, it's in the works. I talked to commissioner Nick Sakevich and, they're definitely, you know, working on having it available at the start of the season. We're less than a week out though. So, um, you know, it's getting kind of close down to the wire. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me maybe if we do have to wait a little bit longer. Um, but we know that they're working on that. Their deal with BetMGM has expired in the interim. Um, you know, it was just a, a one-year deal that they had signed and that they were originally going to roll out with the 2019 playoffs. 
Um, but they have maintained their partnership with Genius Sports, which is the gaming and technology side of things that helps leagues kind of prepare for gambling and stuff. So the fact that they still have that going means that gambling is still, you know, in the works in the States. We just have to wait and see. Um, I'm continuing to check all the sports betting apps that I have to see uh, when it's going to be on there. Um, but hopefully we'll have something for you guys soon. In the meantime, you guys can check out uh, the latest episode of Bet on Lacrosse, where I joined Dan Newbert to talk a little bit about uh, these future odds that Cool Bet Canada set. Um, so while we can't place those bets here in the States just yet, we can talk about the odds and kind of uh, which teams we like and where the value is. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. Yeah. Um, but moving on from that, like we've had a lot of other changes, Adam. I mean, we just talked about, you know, the TV side of things, um, but, you know, we've had conference realignment. Now we go back to the East and West conferences. Um, so two divisions, East and West, you have eight teams in the East, you have six in the West, um, and you'll have three coming from the West and four coming from the East in the playoffs with the eighth spot being determined by a wild card. Uh, whoever has the best record from either of those divisions will get in through that. So, um, you know, the opportunities there too are, uh, are pretty exciting um, with the conference realignment or whatever. Um, you got a new playoff structure where after the first round, it's a three game series. So not just the finals, but the second round will also have three game series. Um, and you've had a lot of player movement. Um, so that kind of brings us to this part of the segment of the show, which is, uh, you know, some old faces, familiar faces in new places. Um, I'm going to just go through a quick list of a bunch of them and I'm not going to hit everyone because it's, mm-hmm. there's been so many. I mean, we've gone through two drafts, two free agency periods since the NLL was last in action, but you got Reese Dutch, Stefan LeBlanc and Tyson Bell on Halifax, Callum Crawford's in New York, Ben McIntosh is in Philly. Mitch Disnews in Toronto. Dane Doby is in San Diego. Matt Beers is in Saskatchewan. Dan Coates and Evan Kirk are in Rochester. Zed Williams is in Colorado. Connor Fields is in Buffalo. The entire Panther City roster is now new, and including that is uh, Randy Stotts, who was traded for. Um, we're going to have yeah. to wait a little bit longer to see Randy uh, suit up because he's still rehabbing that ACL injury. But um, that's just like a quick bird's eye view. I, like I said, we've had two drafts, two off seasons since the NLL was last in action. Um, so this list is endless. If I miss one of your most anticipated, uh, feel t- free to tweet at us. Uh, let me know. Um, but I will put you on the spot, Adam, of all these guys that are on new teams, who are you most excited for? Yeah. I mean, one guy we'll have to wait to, to see for a little bit is Randy Stotts. Obviously he, he's one of my favorite players to watch in the league, but for, for day one, I'm, I know I'm going to be a homer in this pick, but it's gotta be Ben McIntosh with the wings, right? Uh, not necessarily originally a Philly guy, but Drexel alum, um, you know, 2015 NLL rookie of the year. I'm going to be sad to see Josh Currier, not in a wings uh, uni, but uh, I mean, pairing him up uh, with that already potent uh, wings offense, you know, I'm so excited to see he, him and uh, Kevin Crowley suit up together for the wings. I think they're going to be uh, a contender for, for the championship this year. So it's got to be Ben McIntosh for me. How about you? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I like Ben McIntosh. Obviously, you know, he, for you personally, he's won three championships with the Rush, uh, you know, one with Edmonton and two with Saskatchewan. And now hopefully he can bring your wings a championship after their long drought. Um, but I'm going to go Dane Doby, the reigning, uh, you know, champion, essentially, because the last time we had a champion was when the Calgary Roughnecks won. Um, he was also the 2019 MVP. And it's weird to think that that season was really the last, like, we saw of Dane Doby. We saw him in a few games, um, you know, in 2020. Um, we saw him in a few games in 2019, 2020, but he was suspended after that first game and then came back, I think, for one or two more games after that. 
Um, but you know, it really, we just didn't get to see a lot of him. Um, so it's kind of underwhelming now to think about that being his last time in a Calgary yeah. Roughnecks uniform, but big free agency signing, he goes to San Diego. Um, and San Diego is looking to be a force. Unfortunately, uh, Austin Stotts is, uh, you know, had a setback with his, uh, ACL injury. So, um, he's going to have to uh, get surgery. And unfortunately we're going to have to wait another season to see him suit up again. Um, tough to see such a young talent battle those, those injuries so early in his career. Um, but you know, seeing Dane Doby and uh, Brody Merrill on the same squad, uh, on the San Diego is, is going to be interesting. And, um, you know, the, the West, I think is going to be a little bit, I don't know. The West is going to be just as competitive as the East, but I think it's a little bit more wide open for the seals sure. to potentially, uh, make a run. Um, and adding him, I think a uh, player of his caliber is, is definitely going to do wonders for them. So those are some of our, uh, you know, favorite familiar faces in new places. Uh, another one, Tyson Bell, who we were had the pleasure of joining us on the podcast. Uh, so let's toss our interview with him earlier this month. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So today on Pro Lacrosse Talk, we are lucky to have Halifax Thunderbirds defender and Cairns midfielder Tyson Bell. Tyson, welcome to the show. How's it going today? It's going good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. How's training camp been with the Thunderbirds? You know, you're obviously with a new team. You're with Calgary for five years. And now after, you know, brief hiatus with uh, the NLL being um, out of commission for a little while, you guys are back. How's it been, you know, getting back on the floor with a new team? It's good, you know, just to be able to play the box game again. Um, I was fortunate enough to play in the PLL recently, so... Um, and then with the two years off of the NLL, it was just nice to be able to go out there with my game, lay the body a little bit more and kind of get away with it. And, uh, again, yeah, just to be with the Halifax Thunderbirds, it's a great new organization with, uh, you know, winning mentality and, um, nice to see the guys that I kind of grew up playing with and against and guys that I play with in the, in the summer. So, um, yeah, I'm just excited for, for things to get rolling here come December. That's awesome. And yeah, you, you mentioned growing up with a bunch of the guys uh, you're playing with and against now. Talk about growing up and, and picking up a stick for the first time. You, you grew up in St. Catharines and yeah, you were introduced a little bit later to the game by two NLL greats, Mark Stainhouse and Billy D. Smith. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it was uh, I grew up playing more hockey and baseball and um, it just so happened that I started hanging around Billy D. a little bit more and he had brought it to my attention. He's like, Hey, me and Mark got this camp in the winter down the highway. Like you want to come check it out, bring some of your hockey buddies and um, kind of been blessed with that ever since then. And it's brought me to some great places with lacrosse, like, you know, going to, to Israel for team Canada. Like you never would have think you'd go to Israel for anything, mm -hmm. but to be able to go represent your country, just what a blessing. 
Yeah, and talk about representing your country a little bit too um, in playing for Team Canada. I mean, what, what's it like to you know don the sweater when you're in the indoor game or the jersey when you're in the outdoor game? It's great. You know, it's, it's an opportunity that you can take advantage of. And when it's given to you, you want to make sure that you're giving it your full. You mean it's at the highest stage of lacrosse, right? It's, it's, it's at the Olympic stage. And um, as I have my Canada shirt on right now, um, yeah, it's just, like I said, it's just an honor. And to be able to represent your country is, is a blessing and uh, couldn't be any more happy for, for that opportunity for me. Yeah, it's awesome. And lacrosse has obviously taken you many places. Uh, you also spent two years at Onondaga Community College, which is pretty much a JUCO powerhouse in lacrosse. How did your time there prepare you for eventually a career in the NLL? It was great. It was, you know, it's it's a smaller college. So um, the academics are are pretty good there with, you know, you don't have to worry about the, the class sizes being a couple of hundred people, whatever. It's nice and small. So, um, and, you know, just with the transition, like, getting older, I was playing a little bit of senior lacrosse. I had gotten called up. So I kind of got a taste of that. And then, um, yeah, like the, the draft kind of came up and my name was put in there and, and here we are today. That's awesome. And you guys won a, a Juco championship. Was it both years or that, or that 2015 year you, you won it all? Yeah. I won it two years in a row there. And nice. we had a, we had a pretty stacked team. Like we would scrimmage a couple of the D2, mm-hmm. D3 schools um, that were around us so and we would put up good games I mean like I never would have thought about I never would have thought but we would go out there and we would just dominate and then playing teams during the season we would just run up the numbers I was like <laughs> I bet we could probably play a d1 team and give them a good game and nobody would even think it yeah just watching you guys play uh anyone any year at onondaga i i definitely would have to agree you guys could put up a battle with anyone for sure um so talk a bit, little bit about the draft you, you you mentioned your name was put in you got drafted by the roughnecks what was it like hearing your name for the first time and finally getting into the nll unreal um you know you're just sitting there kind of just waiting and waiting and waiting and then next thing you know when you least expect it your name gets called up and um during the uh, the combine, I, I actually never spoke to Calgary. So hmm. I had no idea that they were even interested in myself. So um, again, yeah, you're kind of just sitting there waiting and then you go up there, you get your hat, you get your picture, you get a little interview with the Jersey on and whatnot. And very thankful for that opportunity. Cause again, I was able to win a championship with them and um, it, it's times like that where you never forget. And you always have that feeling in the back of your head and, it's something that you kind of want to chase for um, from whatever team that you're playing on sure. in that case um, with Halifax right now, I think we have a really good opportunity here in front of us with, with the guys that we have on our team and the, the staff, you know, it's just very, again, very, just very excited to, to be in the position I am right now and, and to make a push for this thing. No, absolutely. And talk a little bit about that 2019 championship. That was actually the last NLL championship we've had. Um, and, you know, it was an overtime throw in that game too. What was the feeling like when you guys finally won and uh, hoisted that trophy? Unreal. It was crazy. That was such a crazy year just with yeah. a lot of adversity. And um, with myself, I had, I had two, not major injuries, but injuries that kind of set me back. And doctors were saying, oh, you can't play, you can't play. But I'm like, you know what, game one in the playoffs – I'm playing. I'm not sitting. I know what we have here in front of us and I know we're legit. So I want to make a push for this thing. And 
playing in front of Calgary. They have a great fan base and we absolutely packed the house there. And with Dutchie just getting that OT winner, I was like, thank God. I, I, <laughs> everyone's sitting on the edge of their seats, right? And with that last shot he made, it was like unreal. Yes, Speaking of Dutchie, you're you're reunited, right, with with Reese Dutch and uh, with that overtime hero. So talk about being finally reunited with him this year. So happy to see him in the dressing room um, again. He was actually my stallmate when I was in Calgary, so we kind of had a close bond there. And um, prior to him signing with us, we were texting the week before. Just I was like, "Hey, how's it going?" Whatnot. He goes, "Ah, oh, just kind of trying to get a shot. Like I want, I want to play. You know, like we've just been off for how many years?" And um, with Halifax signing him, I was like, called him again. I was like, yo, that's so sick. I'm so yeah. pumped. I guess I'll see you. I'll see you this weekend at practice. And sure enough, walked through the doors and he was the first guy in there getting warm up, some getting some shots on the floor. And um, yeah, we kind of just talked a little bit and he was just obviously happy to uh, to play and, and to be picked up. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm excited to see you guys back out there on the floor together. So Kind of going back, you were you were the first domino of the two of you to drop to join the Thunderbirds. Talk about uh, the, that draft night trade. You know, were you expecting to be moved that night? What, what, how did you find out that you're moving to Halifax? It was kind of 50-50. There was a possibility, but then there obviously wasn't. And I was kind of leaning on the it wasn't because I didn't want to have to leave Calgary sure. um, and make that decision. But just again, fortunate enough for for Kurt and Akersey to to uh, take it upon themselves to make it happen, and um, yeah, I just really I don't even know what to say. Like <laughs> thrilled for them to you know believe in me that much to make it happen, and and here we are. No, absolutely. And uh, talk a little bit about, you know, joining this new team. You mentioned it a little bit, but like, what's the vibe? I know, you know, kind of your guys' uh, hashtag is unfinished business on social media, but like, what's the vibe in the locker room? Are you guys, you know, expecting to be, you know, in that finals uh, come, you know, playoff time? Obviously, that's the, that's the main thing there. Um, you don't want to really overthink it too much. You just kind of week by week, practice by practice, just kind of get better. And, um, you know, once the first game starts, I mean, I know myself, I want to make a big impact being my first game with them, but mm -hmm. everyone has that mentality. You know, we all joke around here and there, but when it comes time to practice, the guys put their heads down and, and, and get to work. Absolutely. And, you know, December 30th, you guys play Calgary, your old team. Um, you got that one circled on your calendar at all? Like, you, you know, are you kind of focused on game one? I've already been kind of, uh, yeah, obviously game one is an important game for myself and and for obviously everybody else because it's the first game and you want to kind of make a, a statement. But um, yeah, the Calgary game is definitely circled. I've already been in everyone's ears. I've been in Delves' ears and um, just like a couple of my buddies on the team just kind of I'm like, it's going to be a game and don't think I'm going easy on any of you guys because I'm definitely not. But um, yeah, it'll be a good game and, and just to be back in the Dome and kind of see some family and friends that are out there and the you got those crazy super fans there there's something special but yeah. uh yeah i'm looking forward to it it'll be a good one yeah and you know there, there's been so much movement i mean since 
the two-year hiatus, uh, the teams look a lot different. So are, are some rivalries going to come back? It, it, I'm just curious your thoughts on what this season's going to look like from a rivalry standpoint, just because there's been so much movement since we last saw you guys on the floor. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Again, I don't know who went where and, and yeah. all the tricks that had happened. So, and, and just to see how guys um, kind of left off from when lacrosse like for the two years that passed, sure. how, yeah. what, what kind of stage they're in. And um, I mean, I would hope everyone would be in the best shape of their lives because they've had the most time to do whatever, yeah, but right. um, yeah, it'll be exciting to see, you know, how, how the, the Panther team puts, puts together their, you know, how, how things will go for them. But um, yeah, it'll, it'll be all new. You know what I mean? Like a lot of new, new faces, new draftees that are going to be playing and what kind of roles they have on the team. So yeah, it'll be an eye opening, I think, for everybody. No, absolutely. And even though it's been a two year hiatus, it doesn't mean you haven't been playing lacrosse in that time. You obviously played with the Cannons uh, this past summer and you were with the um, Chaos before that. Talk about joining the Chaos. Talk about joining the Cannons um, this past season, though. You know, it was a full PLL season, unlike the championship series bubble of 2020. Uh, what was it like playing under Coach Quirk and with this Cannons team? Quirk is a beauty. Um, from day one since he called me we hit it off great um very welcoming um a family oriented guy you know keep things close and whatever is said in the locker room kind of stays in the locker room and joining that team it was great um not everyone has played together but from training camp in boston it was like we'd played with each other for seasons on end like the whip snakes you know all those guys are very close being the maryland boys but just with our team, everything kind of clicked and, um, you know, we struggled a little bit, but near the end of the season, I think we kind of turned it on and um, obviously fell a little short to the Alice, but that's a, that'll be one that we're going to remember and we're going to kind of take into coming the next season. Yeah. I think you guys both play each other, probably the closest out of, you know, really any team uh, this past summer. Um, So a little bit of a rivalry, I feel like, uh, growing there. Um, and you famously brought out Trevor Baptiste's mop Sally when you scored a goal against them. Uh, was that premeditated or was that kind of just in the spur of the moment that you did that? It honestly just kind of happened. Um, yeah, I, I obviously watched all the games throughout the year and seen Trevor pull out the mop after one of his goals. And I got a good laugh out of it. It's just, it fits Trevor, it fits his personality very well. And, um, yeah, I kind of just did my thing scored and, never thought about it just was thinking I was like okay I just score whatever like huddle with the boys and then uh it, it kind of just came up and I, I busted it out and then uh he was messaging me after or actually talking to me during the game and he was like you really did that eh? I was like how did I do like, was it good enough and yeah we had a good laugh about it but um all in all um yeah just a beauty he's he, he's so funny Trev play, playing with him like you can't, he's a guy, he's a guy like you can't really chirp because he's just laughing, smiling, <laughs> not really chirping you, but like kind of in your ear a little bit. But yeah, he's a, he's a funny guy. Yeah, and talk a little bit about chirping because we obviously, you know, the PLO does a good job of micing you, a lot of you guys up, but um, there's still, I'm sure, a lot of things that, you know, we don't hear as, uh, you know, viewers or whatever. Um, and you obviously had some chirps with Jake Carraway that kind of carried over on the social media, but talk about, you know, chirping both on the field and then, you know, kind of going out it after, uh, you know, on social media as well. Um, is that kind of part of your game, both in box and field, uh, or is it, you know, kind of just all in fun, but you do use that as an advantage, I guess, uh, when you're playing against people. I mean, 
I I tend to chirp quite a bit. I'm I'm kind of glad I don't get mic'd up because I do say some <laughs> ruthless stuff. <laughs> I, I guess everybody says some ruthless stuff, but no, that kind of just I don't know. We played the Atlas how many times during the year, and it was yeah. a lot of one goal games and overtime game, and um, yeah, I don't know. We had a, we just kind of battled. Like I don't I can't remember what game it was. It was the second game or something like that. We got into it. And he started chirping me and I was like, okay, well now it's on. So <laughs> we started just every time we would see each other pass by each other, we'd give each other like a cross check or a slash or say something to him, or I'll give him like a little wash to the face, whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it was when they lost, when they got beat out, um, I, I tweeted should have been untucked or something like that. <laughs> and it kind of blew up a little bit and he wanted to pipe up and, and kind of say something back that kind of got me going. So at first I wasn't going to, I was just going to let it sit and then, you know, bring what I have when I play against them. But I was just like, you know, whatever, I'm going to say something back. And yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't like to do that and be all over the social media when you have kind of, I guess, beef with somebody, but I don't know. I kind of just did it just to do it. Got a, I got a good laugh out of it. I mean, I don't think he takes it too. I hope he doesn't take it too seriously. But I guess we'll find out when we uh, when we play next year. Yeah, all, all in good fun. We're certainly looking forward to uh, you know another chapter in the Atlas Cannons rivalry. I think it makes for you know entertainment. So and that's you know part of the game as well. But we're looking forward to that um, coming next time uh, next summer. Um, moving on down to our five and five, I'll ask some lacrosse questions. These are more quick hitters. Um, and then Adam will ask you some off the field, out, off the floor questions. But uh, number one, do you have any superstitions or pregame routines before uh, playing? Yeah, I get dressed on the left side all first. I know a lot of guys kind of do that, and I've always, always kind of done it. Um, I retape my stick the same way ever since I started playing. Uh, I retape it every, every game. Um, there's a couple songs that I listen to and they got to be like, boom, boom, boom. I can't listen to something in between. It's got to be like the same songs. Um, and I try to mix in a peanut butter jelly sandwich before every game, if it's there. So I guess those would be the, the superstitions I have. Awesome. And you mentioned you tape up your stick. I know you, uh, one of our friends, Matt Linsky of Hershey Lax dies has done some custom gear for you. Um, what's your current stick setup in terms of shaft head stringing and uh, talk a little bit about, you know, your gear for the upcoming Thunderbird season. I am, I am a Epic athlete. So um, I got a couple of the Epic shafts that I'm using right now. Um, and then I got the ID vision head that he recently just died me up a couple, nice. a couple of nice ones. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of flashy, but the one I'm using now is just a, all orange, every child matters head, mm -hmm. um, obviously for its good purpose. And, um, with my monster mesh, obviously that's, that'll always be there and that isn't going anywhere. So. And talk a little bit about, you know, um, drawing attention to the every child matters movement, obviously, you know, the lacrosse community has really rallied around that cause and, you know, just making known the atrocities that have happened at these residential schools. But, um, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, your decision to do that. Uh, well, obviously playing for the Halifax Thunderbirds, it's, it's a big part for them. Um, just with our owner and, and a couple guys that are on our team are indigenous, indigenous, sorry. Um, it's crazy how all that kind of just came up and like, nobody really knew about it mm -hmm. and, and for them to dive more into it and, and, you know, 
try to help the cause, I think it's a great thing. With having a couple of Native guys on my team, you kind of hear about it when they're talking about it or or even if it's just a post that's shared, you know, I kind of take it into my own hands and I want to learn more a little bit about it and, and read up on things. So um, I kind of have a better understanding with uh, Every Child's Matters head with the, the logo right on the top there on the top of the head. Um, it's definitely a statement marker and um, I'm just happy to to be able to showcase that. Absolutely. I feel like we've all kind of, you know, myself included, have kind of been able to educate ourselves a little bit more on the subject, which is great. And I think it's great that you're drawing attention to it. Um, moving on to my next question. What has been your favorite venue to play lacrosse at? And that can be both field or box. Um, obviously, being in Calgary for all those years, I love playing there. Mm -hmm. um, like I said earlier, it's a great fan base and just an overall great city, great sports town to play in. Um, for field lacrosse this past summer, I had a lot of fun in Boston only because the hotel, Gillette Stadium, um, a couple of the bars, restaurants were kind of all in one, one venue, I guess you could say, sure. all in one area. So um, yeah, it was, it was opening weekend in Boston. So a lot of people were there. They had a lot of venues set up with, you know, Epic was there, um, a couple of lacrosse tents, but yeah, I had, uh, the, the PLL put on a really good show this year. Obviously, not being able to do that in the previous year when we had the bubble, couldn't really do anything. But uh, yeah, I'd say those are probably my two favorite. Awesome. And then uh, number four, who's a lacrosse player you either looked up to when you were younger or has been a mentor during your career? Um, I would probably say Billy D, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Obviously, being a family member, um, would always go to his junior A games and then just living over the border. We were at the Bandits games every single home game. So mm. I got a little taste of that. And again, he started with lacrosse and I can't thank him anymore. And to be able to be a coach by him on the DN is a blessing. Obviously one of the greats of the game, um, a great choice there. Number five, if they made an NLL video game, who would you say deserves to be on the cover? Um, Lyle Thompson or our captain, Cody Jameson. They've both done a lot in their career. I know Lyle's only played the same amount I've played, so five, six years now. And he's just an unbelievable player. And Cody Jameson, obviously, has been playing for some time now, has a bunch of championships with Rochester. And, um, again, he, he's always just been a stud. Even when he was at Syracuse, he was just a stud of a lacrosse player. And, um, again, it is an honor to play with him, and I'm fortunate enough to play with him in the summertime for the Six Nations Chiefs. And, uh, yeah, he, he's just an all-around great guy, well-spoken, does a lot for, for the community, for himself, for the team, um, and, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I still remember that Syracuse win in overtime. That was one of the craziest games, uh, I yeah, feel like. We were, I, we were just talking about that at practice the other night, like how wild that was. Yeah, I remember watching. That's where, like, one of the, my vivid memories of, like, college lacrosse because I was uh, – I think I was a freshman or maybe eighth grade when that happened. And it was just like one of the craziest finishes to a game or whatever of all time, yeah. I feel like. And then the whole the sprint down to the other end was yeah, you know, real too. <laughs> all the boys following them. It was amazing. That's awesome. Uh, well, moving to the off the field questions. I'm curious, since you, you played baseball and hockey for a while, um, who, who's an athlete in another sport right now you really love watching? 
Um, I'm big into the F1 right now for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Nice. When COVID, when COVID kind of started, I kind of watched a couple of documentaries on it and and wanted to kind of see how they do things. Um, Lewis Hamilton is, you know, the goat. I was just watching some clips on Instagram and they just had a big race that he was in last place and then he came back and won and it was like a wild race but um yeah I don't I don't know I watched a little bit of obviously I played hockey my whole life but I don't really watch much of it I just kind of catch up on on uh obviously like Instagram or sports center or whatever nice yeah that f1's wild I think you're not the first person. Marie McCool, one of the, the AU athletes, also mentioned that uh, over quarantine, she picked up F1. It's wild to watch. Like how just crazy. Obviously, that you know they're going fast, but just the crashes are insane. I can't imagine controlling yeah. a car like that. It's wild. And, like, people don't really understand. Like, they don't think you got to train for that kind of stuff, but you really do. Yeah, I mean, go, go like, a little above the speed limit, right? And you're like, all right, I got to gotta be careful. They're going, like, quadruple yeah. the, the, the speed. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. And that documentary, I read something that like that, obviously like you're not one of, you're one of, you know, many that's like documentary really got people into F1. Like they were kind of struggling as a sport and you know, those documentaries now have like brought in a windfall of fans. So it's, it's kind of crazy too, what they've been able to do with that too. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, speaking of other sports and, and that kind of stuff, you know, obviously lacrosse takes up most of your time, but we're curious, any hobbies when you're not on the field or uh, on, on the floor? Uh, not much. I kind of just like to hang out. I work, I'm a landscaper, so I'm kind of busting my butt, um, every day. And the last thing I want to do is go out and do whatever. I just want to come home, Mm -hmm. kick the feet up, you know, maybe play a little, little video games and then have a good sleep because I got to wake up and do it all again the next morning. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this next one makes sense though. Kicking up your feet a little bit. Favorite vacation spot. Any, anywhere come to mind? Right now, me and the wife have been talking about Italy. She's okay. uh, she's an Italian girl, so it'd be it'd mean a lot for her to kind of go back over that way. And I, I would, I've always kind of, it's always kind of been in the back of my mind to to go check it out and see how things are over there. So I would definitely say Italy right now. Yeah, that's that's at the top of my wife and, and our list too. Our our daughter is named after the town in Italy. My uh my grandfather's from so she's she's six months old so we're like once once she's a little bit older we're we're headed we're heading back to italy to to check that out so for sure um no speaking of italy right good food we're we're curious favorite meal favorite meal can't go wrong with a little chicken parm i guess i don't know it's very simple i guess i don't don't, i'm not the kind of guy that's in the kitchen whipping up food (laughs) <laughs> she kind of takes care of that, but, um, yeah, her, she makes not even, not even hers, her mom, her mom makes like some unreal dishes that yeah. half the things I can't even pronounce. And I'm just like, what is this? But it's yeah. like mom, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would say probably chicken parm. That's a, no, never a bad answer. I think that's what, what do you think? That's like our most, uh, that most state, said yeah. favorite food are up, are up there. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. That's awesome. And then my, uh, my last off the field one, uh, quarantine, everyone was watching stuff, reading stuff, podcast and all that kind of stuff. You mentioned the F1, any other TV shows or, or recommendations for, for listeners that you're watching right now or listening to? Um, to be honest with you, no, I was actually, 
outside me and a couple of buddies would get together and we would just kind of scrimmage around because there was literally nothing else that we can do and sure we would go to a school that was kind of secluded so if like they would have like these securities that would drive around town and people were in big gatherings they would like kind of make a big deal and like oh you guys are gonna get tickets or we're calling the police whatever i'm like okay so we would just kind of hop from school to school type thing and um yeah i found myself doing that more than anything nice awesome and then that wraps up the five and five but final question we like to ask all our guests is what's some advice that you have for a young player looking to one day play lacrosse professionally just keep the sticks in your hand i mean honestly i can say that i carry my stick even when i'm in the rink i know guys kind of tend to just walk around and kind of do whatever to kill time but i always have my stick in my hand um i was previously just uh in oakville doing the TSN ESPN shoot and Mm -hmm. all my interviews that I went in, I had my stick and um, a couple of the people were like, I've I've always seen you with your sticks in your hand. And um, you just gotta, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that are given to you. Like I've already said, Um, you know, life's too short and and you want to take advantage of everything that is given to you and, you know, just kind of get better as, you know, as you get older and, and learn from, people that you look up to or you know don't be afraid to even message them on Instagram or or if you see them out and about or try to see them at a game you know ask questions if you know if you're stuck or something like that you know it's don't be afraid to to reach out basically and uh get the most knowledge you can no I think that's great advice for our young listeners and we're certainly looking forward to seeing you on TSN and ESPN this upcoming season uh best of luck Tyson thanks for joining us Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. All right. So we appreciate Tyson coming on. Looking forward to seeing him in a new Halifax Thunderbirds uniform. Um, obviously, he was also a part of that rough next team that won the championship in 2019. So he's another reigning champ, uh, despite, uh, you know, being a long time since the somebody had tr- hoisted that trophy. Uh, but we appreciate him joining us. Um, so that now that we've kind of dis- discussed the, you know, familiar faces and new places, uh, you know, we've kind of talked about hinted at, you know, who we think maybe might be contenders but um i'm just gonna lay it at you who who is your way too early pick to be in the finals and eventual champion in the nll all right here's the thing like we'd be lying if we said we had any confidence in these finals picks right at this point in the season there's been so much turnover like we said we haven't seen uh, a lot of these squads play with one another uh, other than some of the the scrimmages that have happened in the preseason and with the layoff, we, we really don't know, right, what, what these squads are going to look like. We can, I, I'm sure some of these guys are, quote unquote, in the best shape of their lives, right, just like any other training camp. But, you know, they've had uh, a long rest point. Uh, but, you know, looking at the rosters, uh, kind of predicting the future. I know it's a homer pick, but I think they, they were on a tear when the last season uh, was shut down. Um, they brought a bulk. Uh, of their guys back from that successful run a few years ago. Uh, And as I mentioned, they added a guy uh, like Ben McIntosh, who was a proven winner. So I'm taking wings and out of the West, I'm going with the mammoth. You know, they have, um, I talked about them all year, all summer with the sweatpants, right? A couple guys that a lot of PLL fans will uh, know. uh, Mammoth goalie, Dylan Ward is obviously one of the best. And uh, like you said, they picked up Zed. So I think that Colorado squad's uh, raring to go. I'm picking wings over Mammoth. Yeah, no, I could definitely uh, see that. And like you said, yeah, it's it's tough to predict. I mean, I was talking just from a betting side of things too. Um, I don't even know if I would 
try to uh, pick winners or whatever, or even, you know, never necessarily pick favorites. Uh, I'd maybe just play the over-unders if betting is available for us, because yeah. it's going to be so tough to kind of predict how these teams are going to shape up. Um, even seeing, you know, the preseason uh, exhibition matches that they had, I'm going to go Thunderbirds over seals um, in the NLL final. I really like the Thunderbirds team. They're another team that is returning a lot of players um, from their previous run. And they, you know, had a successful run um, as their first season as the Thunderbirds um, added Reese Dutch, added Tyson Bell, add Stefan LeBlanc. So, um, they added even more firepower. I mean, they're just loaded top to bottom. Um, so I really like them. And then, as I mentioned with the seals, you know, the presence of Dane Doby, I think Brody Merrill is, you know, chasing that, um, an, you know, elusive championship. And, um, I think the seals team is another team that is kind of returning a lot of their, um, squad that had success. And, um, I think they were just starting to get going. The Stotts news definitely hurts, um, you know, because he was such, uh, a force, yeah, um, for both sure. in his rookie season and, uh, you know, obviously coming back from injury, um, during those few games too, and, uh, in 2020, but, um, yeah, I, I like the Thunderbirds over the seals again, this is, these are our, uh, bold picks who knows at the end of the day. Um, but we have to throw something out there. So come may, if we're right, uh, you know, we can kind of toot our horns a little bit. And if we're completely wrong, we'll just bury this episode yep. and we'll have to talk about it. <laughs> um, but that's our way too early finals picks. Let's look at the immediate in week one, we have seven matchups. Uh, what's your matchup of the week, Adam? We've been talking about old faces and new places. I'm keeping with that theme. I'm going the Firewolves. It's our first uh, game uh, under the new moniker in Albany. And while they're still the Toronto Rock, they're in Hamilton now. So first game uh, in the Ontario Center for the Rock. Uh, they're going to be raring to go. So I'm excited to see this matchup against two uh, squads. I'm particularly interested to see uh, how they play early on in the season. Let's go with that one. Yeah. And that's actually the TSN matchup of the week yep. as well for our Canadian listeners. So uh, you get to watch that on TV um, on TSN. Um, I'm going to go with Thunderbirds rush uh, that game that they played uh, when the, before the season got shut down was electric uh, back and forth just an awesome game in Halifax. So I'm expecting the same. They're both the favorites um, on cool bets odds to win the championship. Um, they were at plus five fifty. Now I think they're at plus four fifty. Um, so I, you know, I think these teams are both juggernauts. I think the rush, you know, are going to suffer a little bit from losing Evan Kirk. Um, and, you know, but they add uh, Matt beers from Vancouver to this defense. Um, so that should kind of help them a little bit. Um, but that's why I like the Thunderbirds kind of more in this game, just because they're returning more players. Um, you know, they got Warren Hill and cage coming back. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just like the Thunderbird squad a lot, you know, yep. so, um, I'm expecting another close game though. Definitely, definitely think it's going to be a tight finish. Um, and looking forward to that as my matchup of the week. Um, but that brings us to our game picks. So, as I mentioned, I like the Thunderbirds. I'm going to go seals over the warriors. Um, I'm going to go firewolves mammoth wings nighthawks and bandits as my picks for this week who you like for this week adam we had every pick except two that that were the same this week my only difference is where i picked the rock over the firewolves and i picked the riptide first game with jeff t and uh, your boy callum crawford together they're going to be electric uh, on long island i'm taking riptide in that one but every other pick was the same yeah so uh pretty pretty close across the board we'll see you know i think these games are all going to be tightly contested but uh yeah, those are, those are our picks for the week. Again, we appreciate Tyson Bell coming on the podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in, especially those who are watching on Spotify. Um, definitely helps uh, us, and we appreciate you guys watching. Hopefully you enjoyed being able to watch and having that as an option. You can also listen on any podcast platform as well. Um, but that's been another episode of Pro Lacrosse Talk. 
Uh, first episode of season four. Happy to be back and happy for the NLL to, to kick off this week. Um, so happy watching for some pro lacrosse this weekend, guys. Take care.